The, the best time to buy is early in a new uptrend. What's the definition of an uptrend? A series of higher highs and higher lows. So yes, we've had a big move up. Yes, we can easily pull back. But as long as we stay above that 50-day moving average and we see these setups, and when the setups start working, then by all means, I mean bullish and take those trades with good risk practices. You're listening to Last Week in the Market, the podcast for self-guided independent traders. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening into the podcast. My name is Sean Vincent. I am the voice of Last Week in the Market. Pretty soon, we'll be speaking with Adam Sarhan. He is the brains behind Last Week in the Market. Adam is a Forbes contributor. He is the author of the book, Psychological Analysis. He is the creator of the AMPT trading strategy. That's A-M-P-D. He is also the founder and the author of the FindLeadingStocks.com newsletter. It's a newsletter designed to help independent, self-guided traders use his AMPT investment strategy to get results out of the market. I also believe this podcast is a good tool for any self-guided independent investor or aspiring trader to learn a new way to look at the market, to get some insights, and to take those and build them into their own personal trading strategy. It was a big week and an important time for AMP traders, so we've got a lot to talk about. But before we get to all that, remember that in the market, the past does not predict the future. No results are typical, and there is inherent risk when trading in the market. This podcast is for educational purposes and does not constitute financial advice. It's Friday, November 10th, 2023, and here's what happened last week in the market. After seeing big gains the week before last week, we expected to see a consolidation of those gains, but instead, we had a nice big run. On Thursday, we saw a big dip, but then on Friday morning, the bulls showed back up and pushed the market higher. Adam says he's seen a lot of bullish handles on stock charts. That's generally a very good sign for AMP traders. He'll explain more. So Adam, in our last update, we had seen a couple of follow-through days in a row uh, in our leading indices, the the NASDAQ and the NASDAQ 100, the QQQ, followed by a, a pretty strong finish of the week on Friday. It wasn't quite another third follow-through day, but pretty close. We went into the weekend kind of expecting to see a consolidation this week. Um uh, but this week's been remarkably bullish. Tell us a little bit about what a consolidation is. I saw in one of your reports to your subscribers on FindLeadingStocks.com this week about there are two types of consolidations, a price consolidation, a time consolidation. Uh, and then then today is Friday the 10th, and everything's looking up in a pretty strong way. Give us the lay of the land, man. So, Sean, the environment is very strong. We had every chance in the world to fall after Thursday's big decline in the market, and instead we rallied. That tells me everything I need to know about who's in control and that right now the bulls are in control. This morning, I got a little bit concerned in my pre-market update. I said, you know what? We have some distribution showing up. Yesterday was a big down day on Thursday. You also have the smaller and mid-cap indices that were just really haven't participated in the rally. Meanwhile... What happens on Friday after the open, bam, the bulls show up and just say any bearish question that your market's going lower, it's going to just, it's off the table. So what I published actually the weekend report early, 
it just went out about an hour in midday Friday. In case anybody wants actionable ideas, I want to give members an early look at the long weekend report with, you know, actionable ideas broken down by setups by the A and AMPT, the early advanced entry points. Then we've got the earnings winners. We've got the strongest stocks in the market and just actionable idea, just a long list of, of actionable ideas. So we give you the fish, teach you how to fish, and it's all out there. So don't, I don't typically send out the weekend reports early, but there's a few times a year where it makes sense to do that for members. And today was one of those days. Today was one of those days because, we, you know, I'm looking at the numbers on the QQQ. And what it had it had nine yes. days in a row of gains and then we had a, a down bloop yesterday but today it's uh back up pretty significantly all the other indices are looking pretty good today too we talk about the qqq a lot because that's the leading indices right now and we look for leaders right yeah so it's a really good point too in the morning report i said if the queues close above 374 i'll get more of play more offense and get more bullish I said the rally looked like it was a little bit under pressure after Thursday's, you know, decline, but now we're back in a confirmed uptrend. The environment remains bullish. We had a mid-level area of resistance. Think of resistance for the listeners that don't know as a ceiling and support as a floor in a room where you have a ball that would bounce up and down, up and down, and up and down. Eventually the market breaks out above resistance or it breaks down below support. And what happens here is this time you broke out above that 374 area, which we've identified. And the title of the weekend report, Sean, it's called bullish handles. So a handle is just a small digestion or a small area of a consolidation after a big move. So you had those seven or eight, nine days, depending on the index that you look at. And a lot of the leading stocks too, you had a big run up. And then you move sideways. So when the market moves sideways for that type of a situation, it's normal. It builds a handle. There's two. Again, there's we talked about this. There's a healthy sideways. There's a healthy pullback and unhealthy pullback the, or healthy consolidation, unhealthy. The healthy consolidation is when you go dead tight and you go sideways. And that's what the market's doing right now. The building the handle. The unhealthy one is where you actually fall and fall really hard and you have a downward sloping, a big pullback. Yeah. Now, what? What's happening now, it's a healthy digestion. You fell for one day and you've been moving sideways time and price. So time was a digestion or the consolidation period. And then price, you're now moving above resistance. So the the bulls are clearly in control. Right, so so when you, a consolidation is when you have a big run, you expect at some point the, the buying is gonna be over. And if it got overbought, then you'll see a decline in your consolidation, but in a really healthy market, it, it stops and kind of goes sideways for a while. And that's a time consolidation. And, and now we're already moving back up again, which is a super bullish sign. Yeah, hundred percent. And when you zoom out, Sean, another thing is you look at the market, look at the QQQ, yeah. the NASDAQ 100 on a monthly chart, you see that really strong bullish cup and handle that we've been speaking about since the summer. And it's very easy for people to lose track of the big picture because most people are looking at daily charts or intraday charts or what have you. But for me, I'm a, I always look at multiple time frames, and it's a story. The more the story can be confirmed on other time frames, mm -hmm. the better. So if the bulls are in control on a weekly, daily, and monthly time frame, great. If they're only in control on the on the minute chart, but you've got huge downtrends on the weekly, monthly, and annual charts, to me that doesn't matter. But for now. The environment is really strong 
and the leadership in the market is very narrow. So yes, it's the NASDAQ 100, primarily tech stocks is where leadership is right now. And that's okay. One of two things will happen. Either you'll have broader participation, other stocks and other areas are gonna lead and participate and go up, or you're gonna have this area just flake out and roll over and fall. I'm of the mindset we're gonna go higher. I'm bullish until proven otherwise. For the folks who might be new to the podcast, Adam, or new to your AMPT trading strategy, can you explain what a cup and handle pattern is and why it's important to an AMPT trader? Absolutely, Sean. Great question. So the, there's a few patterns that repeat themselves. Think of, uh, think of it's just, it's a spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. So it's not exactly too scientific. Hey, one plus one equals two. Every single time you see this pattern, it's going to followed by this action. But the vast majority of time, think of it in legal terms, the preponderance of the evidence. More likely than not. <laughs> yeah. More likely than not. Exactly. You see these patterns show up. There's about 10 of them or so that I would say that are bullish patterns that are popular, common. And then there's more patterns that are that happen, but there's about five to 10 that are just repeatable over and over and over again that are bullish. And there's the same five or 10 that are bearish that I focus on. There's more patterns, but those are the five or 10 big ones. And the cup and handle is one of them. It's where the market has an uptrend and then it builds a cup where it goes down a little bit, almost like the letter U. And then it forms a little handle, which is like a sideways or a downward sloping maybe four or five, six day or week period mm -hmm. and then, or maybe month, it takes, there's no rule on how long a handle can go. And then ultimately breaks out and go up and then it has a huge rally. So that's a cup with handle. The other patterns are some of the popular ones are double bottom patterns. That looks like the letter W. There's a rectangle base or a flat base, which is just a rectangle consolidation or digestion. And then it ultimately breaks out above resistance. And then you've got a head and shoulders, which is kind of looks like someone's head and shoulders mm. and then uh, inverted head and shoulders. So those are some of the popular sure. ones. And now folks can go to findleadingstocks.com slash AMPD. And we've got drawings of those patterns on there and how they affect the market. If anyone cares to go take a look. Uh, and that is a big thank you to you, Sean, for putting that together. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. innovation and a big round of applause. Yeah, about, about time. Uh, hey, Adam, also, too, we talk about, and just for folks who are maybe relatively new to uh, charting software, right? When you when you talk about timeframes, you can set up your charting software to look at uh, daily, weekly, monthly. And I think what's fun is on your weekend report here, you'll show that, you know, if I'm looking at the QQQ right now on the, the daily chart, you know, I see this sort of jagged, uh, slightly downtrend followed by this big run we've had. Uh, but if you pull out on the monthly chart, uh, you're showing us that cup and handle pattern that suddenly comes into vision on that thing. So so the market, uh, it, it how it looks changes depending on what, let's just say altitude for lack of better words you have, <laughs> you know, how, how what time frame you're looking at it in, right? Oh, 100%. Think of it also, Sean, as a way of, um, looking at time in general. I was watching a, a documentary on Netflix. It was called Sly about Sylvester oh, Stallone. I just watched that yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So remember in, the, in it, he talks about the the time and how precious time is. And he gives the analogy of if you're on a train and you look out the window and it goes, whoosh, 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 and you just see that the train, like little windows, that's how time is in life where it just flies by. 
So enjoy every moment, slow down, enjoy life is the message there. But it's the same concept where if you're only looking out the window and you're in a high-speed train, you're not going to see the whole earth. You're not going to see the continent you're on. You're not going to see the city you're on. But if you zoom out and you zoom out far enough and look from a satellite or look from the, uh, you know, the moon and look down, you'll see the whole planet. So it depends on your time frame. It's the, the forest analogy is a better one where you're looking at a leaf on the tree. Okay, you might see a tree. You might see a few trees around you. But if you zoom out, you'll be able to see the whole forest. Yeah. So understanding that the market's always speaking, and then I always like to say, are you listening, is really, really important. And the market speaks based on the time frame you look at. And then if you have a moment where you have bullish signs on different time frames, that's actually a nice period to be in, isn't it? Very, that, that's the ideal scenario. And when you have a situation where sentiment is so bearish too, you have a, a really a good chance where the market fools most people most of the time. Yeah. I don't know why, I don't make the rules, it's just the way it is. And if you look at the CNN Fear and Greed Index, which measures sentiment and a bunch of, a bunch of sentiment indicators, and then it comes out with its own proprietary gauge, back in the summer was extreme greed. Uh, two weeks ago, before this little big rally, we, or the little big the big rally we just had, it was extreme fear. Yeah. It's now, right now, still in the fear zone, even with this big rally. So most people are still bearish. So you, subtly under the surface, you've got some really bullish signs going on, and the, when markets don't go down and they have every chance in the world to fall, most likely they're going to go up, and that's what we're seeing now. And talking about bullish signs. Uh, you, in the time that I've been working with you, Adam, you've been helping me understand the quality of the market and to recognize things on stock charts, right? So I'm looking at the QQQ. One thing I think is yeah. notable is that after this recent rally, um, you know, we've had uh, two rally attempts where the highs of those attempts failed to pass the previous high uh, on the chart. And this week, the high of this rally attempt has gone above the high of the last attempt it's a it's a higher high right yes yes so that's really important what's the definition of a downtrend a series of lower highs and lower lows what's the definition of an uptrend series of higher highs and higher lows so that's why that 374 level was so important to me in the qqq because that was the october high that was the high of the last rally attempt so we're now above it and we're now in the upper half of the range, Sean. If you look at the whole range going back to July mm -hmm. in the NASDAQ 100, 388, I'm going to round here just to use round numbers, was the high. You're now at 377.50. So the middle, the lower of the range was 342. So from 388 to 342, the middle of that, depending on how you want to, you know, to look at it, it's somewhere in the, I don't know, let me do some quick math here, in the 365 area. Yeah. And now you're at 377. So we're in the upper half of the range. We're not that far from all from hitting a 52 week high. And then if we get above that, we're going to break out above the high of the handle in that cup and handle pattern on a monthly chart. And if we do that, we're not that far away from all time highs. Then if we break out above that, we're into new all time high territory. So right now, the next level we're watching are going to be is going to be 381. And that's roughly September's high. If we can break out above 381 in the NASDAQ 100, the next level will be 388. That breaks above there, then you're talking about a little above 400 and then all time, new all-time highs. And another thing I want to ask you about is in the last two rally attempts, the QQQ 
has managed to get above its 50-day moving average for yes. just a little while, and then it fell back below. Uh, are we going to watch and see if the now that we're nicely above the 50-day or, or comfortably above the 50-day, do you think there's a chance we might start respecting that 50-day moving average as support? You would hope so. Yeah, that's a great point. So 364.28 is the 50-day moving average as of right now. So let's just use round numbers, 364, and you're at 377-ish. So as long as we stay above 364 or the 50-day moving average, then by all means, the bulls are in control. I really want to see it stay above 374 because that was the high back in October. So if we can stay above 374, that'd be great. Most likely, we're going to pull back. We just went from 342 to 377. There's a high likelihood that we're going to pull back at some point in the near future here. Ideally, Sean, to your point, is that you want to see it stay above that 50-day moving average and pull back into the 50 and then bounce off of it. That's important for the NASDAQ 100. Now, if you look at the S&P 500, it did that yesterday where it broke down hit the 50 more or less, and then rallied off of it hard today. That each index is different. The Dow, same thing, where if you look at the DI, the, the S&P 500, for those of you that are listening, or SPY, mm -hmm. that's the ETF that tracks the S&P 500. And then the Dow, if you want to look at that one, that is DIA. And that one also pulled into the 50-day moving average and bounced off of it to sharply today. If you notice, the QQQ is in first place because that's way above the October highs and way above resistance. These other two, not so much. And then if you go down to smaller caps and mid caps, they're still below their 50 and they're below their 200 day moving averages. So they're in much worse shape. Yeah. However, they're slowly starting to improve. And that's part about why we don't talk about them a lot right now is because it's the the NASDAQ and the NASDAQ 100 are, are the, is the leading it is, right? Yeah, we just want to stay focused like a hawk. We're agnostic. We just want leadership. Yeah. Whatever area of the market, if it's small caps, great. If it's big cap, great. If it's mid caps, great. But we just want leadership because we want to buy stocks that go up. Yeah. So so we started this podcast uh, just coincidentally right after the high in July and right as the market started to break down through this uh, third quarter decline right and so a lot of yeah. our podcasts have been like we're just watching we're watching we're watching we're looking for a follow-through day we had a couple rally attempts they didn't make it uh this one feels different uh yeah. than those that that we got dovish uh what you called uh bullish catalyst from the fed and the treasury that we talked about on our last podcast the market seemed to respond to that and to obviously other things so a lot of our uh a lot of our conversations at this point in the podcast has been about being patient and waiting, staying vigilant, watching for opportunities. And then now your market report for your findleadingstocks.com members is just full of ideas, uh, full of things that uh, you're watching, looking for breakouts. Um, so this is like, this is a great time to be a, a Find Leading Stocks subscriber, by the way, because... Uh, I think a lot of folks are going to spend some time this weekend looking at your report and looking at some of these dozens of uh, setups, a.k.a. Yeah. Uh, candy, actionable ideas that you call them, yeah. to see if there's yes. things that they're interested in. Now I kind of want to talk to you about timing and tell me if my intuition's yeah. off. And, and let's just say stuff like the, you know, looking at the QQQ again, 
anticipating that th- there is going to be, like you say, almost every week after every red light, there's a green light. After every green light, there's a red light. I'm kind of looking for uh, the red light here. Uh, I, I yeah. want to see it kind of see where it lands on that red light. And then once it bounces mm-hmm. again, I feel like that's a good moment to uh, look at your watch list and see what you like and make some offensive moves. Am I in the ballpark there? Well, for sure. So green light, red light for those listeners, meaning red lights when the market goes down after it, it goes back up and that's a green light. So now we just had a big run up. Are you going to, is it prudent to buy up here? So the question, because we might have another red light after. That's right. That's right. Do I, do I want to move into positions now when we're seemingly at the top of this big run or do I wait for it to consolidate a little bit first? Well, the, the question becomes is, it's really up to each individual situation, depending on their exposure and their risk tolerance, et cetera, et cetera. That being said, right. I take it case by case. So if you have good setups, which again, this weekend reports full of just great setups and you see something breaking out and you have a good exit, in other words, a good risk adjusted exit, you're wrong, you're wrong, you risk one unit, let's say, and if you're right, you can make five or 10, then by all means, I'll take the trade in a bullish environment as long as the green light is on. I don't want to not take trades that are prudent trades. They're good setups. They're, they broke out, they've already reported earnings. They Again, the title of this weekend report is bullish handles. Mm-hmm. There's so many of these, Sean, that are just sitting there dead tight, like, uh, the QQQ did for a little bit and then are poised to break out above there and, and go. In other words, they broke out. They had a really good gap up on earnings. You know, look at Datadog, for example, ticker symbol DDOG. Okay. Earnings are up double digit the last four quarters. Sales are up double digit the last four quarters. Earnings are expected to grow by 53% in 23 compared to 22. Another 20% in 24 compared to 2023. And the stock had a huge gap up on real heavy volume really heavy average volume in the stock was 4.4 million shares on the 7th of november it had 29 million shares almost 30 million shares average volumes 4.4 that day it had almost 30 million so that clearly shows you the big institutions are in there aggressively buying the stock well okay fine since then it's moved tight it just really quiet action for the last four days the high of that big gap up day was 104.43 if this and since then that's been the high if it breaks above 104.43, I can't argue not buying it because you're in a big cup and handle if you zoom right. out anyway. Now we're in the handle. You got a really nice setup there. So for me, even though we had a big run in the NASDAQ 100, I'd still be buying stocks because we haven't broken out of the NASDAQ 100. That green light, it just turned green. This is only the second week of this rally. So yes, we've had a big move up. Yes, we can easily pull back. But as long as we stay above that 50-day moving average and we see these setups and when the setups start working, mm-hmm. then by all means, I mean bullish and take those trades with good risk, good stop, you know, good risk practices. Yeah, and just to round that out, right, we don't we don't give specific uh, trading advice on the show. It's about the AMP strategy and how AMP traders would interpret the market and make those decisions. So, so what I hear you say is uh, we're looking at the QQQ. That's a, a index. It's a composite of a number of tech stocks mostly it's doing well it's it's part of the market conditions that would inform how individual equities within that index uh may perform but 
uh, each investor has to decide what their risk is. They this is a uh, homework time for amped traders because now we've got a lot of uh, great ideas to look through, and they have to decide yeah. what they feel comfortable with. And what I hear you saying is, even though we might expect a market consolidation and this red light to come for a while, uh, a good idea is a good idea independent of that and the overall market condition right now is leaning bullish uh and so if you have your when you say uh put in you, you manage your risk amp traders know that when you buy into a position you'll put a automatic sell stop order in for five to seven percent below so that if you're wrong you get stopped out pretty quickly with a, a minor loss but if you're right uh then you're poised to strap in and hold on for the ride right Oh yeah, we're well, very well said. So yeah, everything is general in nature. Very, very important. There's no specific advice advice being given at all. Right. And you know, it's really important you double check with your investment professional and and understand the risk of trading and et cetera, et cetera. So really, really important, Sean. The point here is that yes, a red light could be coming, but we're still so early in the green light. It just turned green last week. So for me, if I see sh the, the best time to buy is early in a new uptrend. And we're still early in a new uptrend. If this was six months into this uptrend, be a different story. Mm -hmm. We're a week and a half into it. I mean, last Wednesday was the follow-through date. So a week later would be this Wednesday, and now it's Friday. So we're nine days into this follow-through day. That's so early in the green light. To me, if you see good setups, by all means, we've still got – it just turned green. Like, we still got time. It's time and price. We still have a lot of time for this market to rip higher, break out of the, the high of this handle of that 388 level. Yes, it'll pull back along the way, but there's healthy pullbacks. As long as there are healthy pullbacks where they're short in size and scope, then by all means, we still have a green light. Size is a small percent decline, and scope, it doesn't last long. It's short in duration. So if a pullback comes like yesterday, you pull back hard yesterday with one day. And what happened? Bam, you're off to the races again today. Mm -hmm. So that to me is a healthy pullback. If you see a setup in that environment and it meets your criteria, you do your homework, take responsibility for every decision you make, by all means, you, we st it's just turn green. All right, everybody, that's the podcast for this week. Thanks for listening through to the end. We'll be back next week with more. If you're an AMP trader, it looks like you got a lot of homework to do this week. Lots of opportunities to explore. Remember, manage your risk. And as Adam always says, keep your losses small and let your winners fly. And we're still early in a new uptrend.